Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine radio show. Due to budget cuts, tonight's entertainment will be a dance number featuring Gregory Pease and the Oompa Loompas. Now, I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is the Pipes Magazine radio show. Yes, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining weekly pipe smoking broadcast. And I am your host, Brian Levine, coming to you on Tuesday night. And what a week it's been. I'll talk about that in just a minute. But in tonight's show, hey, we're going to talk about uh, the origin of Briar, the birth of the Briar pipe. Got a little more detail on that for you. My guest tonight is uh, James Foster. Many of you might know him more as uh, Pi Lawrence, and we'll talk about the pipe tool that he's uh, created. Um, music, we're going to dedicate the entire show and change up the format of the show just a little bit uh, in honor of the passing of the late, uh, the great B.B. King. So, uh, yeah, you'll hear a few things different in... Uh, We'll all raise our pipes for this hour and uh, salute of the greatness that was B.B. King. Uh, mailbag and rant, all that coming up in tonight's episode. Uh, if you don't, if you didn't notice, last night I did my first live uh, web broadcast kind of thing. I was with the guys from Country Squire Radio, uh, Bo and John David, who I promised not to call J.D., uh, but anyway, did the live broadcast on the web last night. We've put a link to it here in the show notes. And then, of course, you can pick it up in podcast form. I believe they released their podcasts on uh, Wednesday morning, so you'll be able to hear that. We talked all about my uh, Disney collection. So if you go to the video show of it, you'll get to see some of the pipes from my own collection and uh, see me talking all about Disney stuff. Uh, let's see, last week... Last week, and I posted on Facebook earlier today, last week at the annual uh, Coxmill High School band banquet, the end of the year banquet, uh, this is my daughter's senior year, so you know we're, we went to the banquet, and this is the banquets where they get together and go over you know, and celebrate what they did the, year, the past year, hand out all the uh, ribbons and awards for the year. Well, each year at the banquet, there's three big there's three big awards, and uh, they go to a junior or a senior classman who has participated and uh, done you know, been involved in the band program and has gone above and beyond. Uh, there's one for the jazz band, there's one for the concert band, and then there's one for the marching band. Each one of these awards is uh, named in honor of great musicians in those areas. And it's more of a um, more of a, a citizenship award than it is. It's not always the best musician that gets the award. But anyway, my daughter received the uh, Patrick S. Gilmore Award for her contributions for four years of uh, concert band and symphonic band. And because of that, her name will go up on a plaque inside the Coxmill High School marching band room for eternity. Plus, she got a plaque to take home for herself. She was beaming and thrilled. Uh, for me as a father, you know, she deals with diabetes. She participates in all the band program stuff. She does a couple of other uh, service organizations in addition to uh, Girl Scouts. And never once, never once has used diabetes as an excuse for 
you know, I need this because of. Not once has she ever done that. So now, for her four years in high school, she'll be uh, forever remembered in the uh, Coxmill High School band. And, uh, hey, you know, I like that plaque better than my uh, old doctor's award. But it was fun to see her. She's been beaming ever since then. Check out my Facebook page. You'll see the uh, you'll see a picture of her with the award on the banquet night. Uh, let's see, what else happened? Oh, yeah, Denny Hamlin won the All-Star Race. Yeah, Denny Hamlin won the All-Star Race, so we were kind of excited about that. All right, I know I'm, run- I'm running long on this one. We'll do a quick pipe parts, and then we'll get to James in just a minute. So everybody sit back, relax, fire up a bowl. Thank you to the McBaron Tobacco Company, and uh, take us away, BB. you're listening to is from my guitar that's named Lucille. My name is Shane Ireland and I'm the pipe manager at smokingpipes.com. It's my job to source and select the absolute best pipes from all over the world. We take collecting seriously, so you should think of us as your team of personal pipe shoppers. When you browse our site and make your selection, the pipe you've picked out has traveled from the maker to our merchandising and quality control department. It was then given to our highly skilled photographers, videographers, and copywriters before being carefully and lovingly packaged by our shipping team. The pipe you see is the pipe you get, and it's just the one you've been searching for. Whether you're on the hunt for that next special piece to add to your collection or would simply like a recommendation from our extensive selection of tobaccos, give us a call at 1-888-366-0345, and our friendly experts will be glad to assist you. We are quality, we are experts, we are collectors, we are smokingpipes.com. Don't try to fool us. We know something is getting you down. The world, the job, your wife, the rotten kids. What you need is a break that is guaranteed to boost your spirits. And the West Coast Pipe Show in Las Vegas provides that break Every year, get off the plane. Look at those garish neon lights on Las Vegas Boulevard and start smiling. Then come to the Palace Station Hotel for a two-day non-stop spirit-lifting immersion in your favorite hobby, pipes. Nothing but pipes. Smoke on the showroom floor. Gamble or gamble with those great friends you see all too infrequently. When you get home, only a little bit poorer. And why shouldn't the kids go to the local JC instead of being spoiled by that expensive university? You will be so much happier to see the wife and the kids. Unfortunately, we can't help with the job situation. November 6th and 7th, 2015, Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm very crazy about Lucille. Lucille took me from the plantation... Oh, and you might say, 
brought me fame. I don't think I can just talk enough about Lucille. Sometime when I'm blue, seem like Lucille try to help me call my name. I used to sing spirituals, and I thought that this was the thing that I wanted to do. But somehow or other, when I went in the army, I picked up on Lucille. Start singing the blues. We are back in, uh, hey, listen, last week talking about uh, lost briars or briars that get resurrected, uh, especially in the uh, factories in St. Claude, got me and uh, got me and Kevin thinking that Kevin Godby was given a copy of a, a 1960s era Camoys catalog by uh, Cam Schutte. Cam is from uh, the Kansas City area and a great collector of Camoys pipes and uh, probably should have him on the show to talk about this, but... So we've we've talked in the past about how Camoys or uh, the Camoy family were the first ones to use the use briar in the briar pipe, and uh, this little two pages that we'll just talk about real briefly here kind of explains it. How uh, yeah, they they started in the the Jura Mountains, J U R A, which is why there are some pipes called Jura pipes. A uh, couple of times, I think that brand's been used. But in the early 1820s, the Kamoy family was in wood turning. Uh, and to quote this, uh, in 1825, Francois Kamoy, with his brothers in the wood turning business, started to make smoking pipes from local hardwoods. And thus began the history of Kamoys as pipe makers. Uh, that history still continues under the Chacombe factory in the same city, same, not the same family, but still in the same place. Uh, the catalog goes on to say local hardwoods left much much to be desired. However, as the bowls were in, inclined to burn out and to prevent this, they had to be lined with, and get this, they lined them with metal, but, that, but it says to the detriment of their smoking qualities. Uh, it was therefore with great satisfaction in the late 40s of the last century, so now we're talking the 1840s, uh, that the Camoys encountered Briar, which in the French language is known as Briere. Uh, Louis Camoy, under the supervision of the founder of, his, uh, of under the supervision of the founder, his father Francois, made many experiments with this new material, and he found in Briar unusual qualities which absolutely no other material possesses. Uh, it made me think. I wonder what other materials they tried. I mean, they were woodworkers and familiar with all kinds of hardwoods. At what point did they say, you know, we know of this one hardwood, but it's a root from the heath bush, and let's try that. I mean, how do you do these experiments? And keep in mind, this is the 1840s. So then it goes on to say the 18, 1848 marked the beginning of a century of progress Smoking pipes made of briar became the sole commercial interest of the Kamoy family. Uh, Power-driven machines replaced the old foot-treadle lathes. Now, if you understand how hard briar is, try working with it with a foot-treadle lathe where the only power is your feet and the gears that link it together to try to cut a block of briar. 
So I'm just imagining these people that had uh, massively strong legs or they were using big gears and chains to run these lathes. Uh, anyway, going on, uh, Henry Camoy, the founder and son of Louis, the third generation of pipe makers, had a real talent for his craft. He inherited the inborn skill that had made his father and grandfather master pipe makers. He had a strong mechanical bent and the merchandising ability to further his all-pervasive ambition that the name of Camoy should earn fame and become symbolic of all that is finest in briar pipes. Uh, it goes on real briefly to also talk about their move in 1879 to London. Why'd they move to London? Because a lot of their business was there. So they moved out of uh, they moved out of the French countryside and moved the Kamoi brand to uh, London, and that became the first briar pipe factory in all of England. Uh, so there you go, the birth of the briar pipe business in England. And it was uh, primarily because the uh, the British had uh, really embraced pipe smoking. Now, prior to the briar pipe coming out, of course, everything was either meerschaum, clay, or porcelain. And there were some other kinds of wood pipes available as well. So there's a quick pipe parts for you. And a little more BB uh, King here. And then we're off to, uh, we'll have James on the phone to talk about uh, modern day pipe technology. Well... Now when I'm paying my dues, maybe you don't know what I mean when I say paying dues. I mean when things are bad with me. I can always, I can always, you, you know, like uh, depend on Lucille. Sort of hard to talk to you myself. I guess I'll let Lucille say a few words and then... you can feel it like I do but when I think about the things that I've gone through like well for instance Signore, Signore, scusi per favore but what is that intoxicating and delicious aroma coming from your pipe? Oh, uh, this is Malto Dolce, my all-time favorite blend from Sutliff Tobacco. Do you like it? I found it on SutliffMaltoDolce.com. Do you mind if I try? Oh, signore, this truly is Malto Dolce. So charming that you even speak my language as it is truly very sweet. <laughs> just like you, I am sure. I can just taste the warm caramel and sweet dripping honey gushing through my mouth. Oh, and even better, the rich vanilla flavor plays so well with the other tastes over my tongue. It is like they are all having a giant playful pillow fight on smooth and silky sheets of tobacco in my mouth. Pure heaven! Mi piace moltissimo, mi amore. Can't you see it, signore? I can see it. I can see it. And signore, best of all, no tongue bite. Grazie un milione for the pipe, signore. Hey! Sutliff Tobacco Company will not be held responsible for any loss of one's favorite pipe customers may experience when smoking our delicious Malto Dolce blend in public. There's nothing quite like fishing at dawn or smoking my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe. 
an American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. Check them out at corncobpipe.com. If I have a girlfriend and she misuses me, and I go home at night, maybe I'm lonely. Well, not maybe, I am lonely. I pick up Lucille, and it bring out those funny sounds that sound good to me, you know. Sometimes I get to a place where I can't even say nothing. Look out. Sometimes I think it's crying. are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show and joining me on the telephone from the capital city of the great state of Texas, one of the few states. In fact, it's the only state that has the right to leave the Union with a uh, without a war, uh, is James Foster. And James, you've got so much going on. I don't want to I don't want to list it right now, but let's just get right into it. So first of all, welcome to the Pipes Magazine radio show and tell us how did you get started smoking a pipe? Oh, thanks, Brian. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. Uh, I would say I got started smoking a pipe uh, in college, like uh, like many people. Uh, my father was a pipe smoker, and my grandfather was a pipe smoker, and my great-grandfather off and on also was a, was a pipe smoker. So it, it was kind of the natural progression of things. I suspect if the tobacco laws don't get any worse, my son probably will be a pipe smoker as well. Uh, but I got started in college, and, and did the same thing everyone did. I went out and I got a cheap, you know, Dr. Grabo pipe uh, at the, the drugstore and uh, didn't tell, you know, either my parents or anything like that. And picked up some cherry blend or some black Cavendish and smoked it. And it was pretty bad, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I plowed through it and, and ended up actually finding some better black Cavendish and, and actually uh, still enjoy just straight black vanilla Cavendish to this day, uh, even though I smoke just about everything nowadays. So you you survived the uh, you survived the trial by tongue bite. Uh, how long did it take you before you started branching out into other pipes and finding your way? Um, it actually took probably six seven years like that. When I I, I, I was in school at LSU uh, in Louisiana and uh, moved to Austin for a job. And uh, one of the guys that I met at the, the company, who is, is now our, our vice president of the Austin Pipe Club, uh, took me up to the local tobacconist and introduced me to a real pipe. Uh, and it was a Carl Eric pipe. And I said, look, show me, like I've been smoking a pipe for a while, but I want to get a good pipe that, that is better quality and some better tobacco. And so he he actually had been a tobacconist uh, in, uh, in his his hometown before he moved to Austin as well. So he kind of walked me through all the proper things to do. Um, and then probably it was a good five or six years later um, that I really, I guess, got into the hobby and started doing a lot more collecting. Uh, but it was uh, it was him. Uh, it was in Sandoval who's on Pipes Magazine forums. 
that actually really got me into uh, uh, picking up better better pipes and better tobacco. Uh, in fact, my, my father, his choice in pipes has always been kind of whatever he inherited or if he found something that was, that was reasonable, but it wasn't um, it wasn't even mid-grid. He smoked a lot of um, you know, uh, newts, which were, I think, polaric uh, knockoffs or uh, uh, you know, yellow bowls or uh, gray bows, uh, cave woodies here and there. So he didn't necessarily have any high-end pipes either, so I hadn't ever um, learned or, or picked up what, what it meant to smoke, a, I guess, a good quality better than a basket pipe. Did he uh, did he tease you at all with some of the pipes you were buying or some of the tobaccos you were trying? Uh, who, Mike or, or my dad? Your dad. Uh, no, no, he didn't. He he actually, I want to say my second year in college, he gave me a bag of of pipes and pipe stamps, and I didn't actually do anything with those pipes because the bag of pipes were all dirty and <laughs> I didn't have any idea how to clean them. I mean, they were really, really old and had seen better days. Uh, it actually wasn't until a couple of years ago that I had a, a couple of them cleaned up. <laughs> so, so you you uh, you graduate from college, you get out into the real world, and you're in the health industry, but really on the IT side, correct? Yeah, that's right. I, in fact, um, uh, I, I actually moved from uh, LSU to go to work for, for Dell. Now, I don't work at Dell anymore, but that's where I, where I got my uh, my IT background. Uh, now I work for a health IT company uh, and deal with uh, doctors, nurses, and doctor's offices, et cetera. So you don't actually work for a specific hospital or doctor network. You work for an independent company, so it's not bad that you smoke. That's correct. And up until recently, our, our owner was a doctor, uh, but he smokes too. <laughs> so that, but you had to. I, I'm assuming there was a no smoking policy around work. Yeah, it progressively. So I'd worked at the company for a long time. So progressively, uh, and I think it was more because of insurance companies and, and our insurance policies changing. That we had to, uh, we got stricter and stricter employee um, smoking policies. In fact, it wasn't until uh, year before last that we actually had a "you can't smoke on the campus" type policy enacted. And how often in your normal uh, in your normal work week do you get a chance to smoke? Actually, um, pretty regularly. Um, across the street from my uh, from my job is a, is a local tobacconist. <laughs> uh, and, and one of the guys that works works there is also in the pipe club, uh, and and they they actually host uh, our meetings. And uh, I get a chance to go over there during my lunch break a lot of times and sit down, smoke a pipe, and relax, uh, and then go back to the grind. So, you, so your snack of vitamin N, and then you go back to work. Yes, for sure. <laughs> it, it definitely helps the day go by better. Uh. Tell everybody about the Austin Pipe Club. How, if they're in Austin, what, when do you meet? Where do you meet? How can they get a hold of you guys? Um, so you can check out the website. It's austinpipeclub.com. Uh, we started it in about uh, 2013, and there was uh, three of us, um, all of us uh, former <laughs> former Dell employees, and um, <laughs> hadn't actually seen each other in a long while. And what brought us back together was was our love of, uh, of pipe smoking. 
Uh, and so it was, it was kind of a reunion. So we got back together and said, let's, let's start a pipe club because there's no pipe club in Austin and hasn't been uh, for quite some time. And uh, just kind of kicked it off, put a couple flyers out at uh, both uh, local tobacco shops. And uh, within two years now, I think we're sitting around 25, 26 members uh, and, and growing pretty well and uh, having a lot of fun. We're, we're helping the New Orleans Pipe Club on their uh, their pipe show yeah and that's coming up uh the first weekend in october yep sure is that's uh it's gonna be october 3rd is the actual pipe show but october 2nd is the uh, uh, there's a pre-event and then there's a uh a, a tour bus that's going to go down to the uh the Poche uh, factory and see where all the creek is made and i've heard that sold out so uh too bad too late for anybody that wanted to go. It, it uh, just sold out. There, there is a wait list, and uh, so if there's any cancellations or anything like that, we'll start pinging on the wait list. Um, I, we have vendor space still available, and we've got about ten or fifteen or so of the show pipes available, which were uh, uh, Devoren Dinovic. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, this guy's been making pipes for about twenty-five years. Uh, and the show pipe looks amazing, uh, and you can you can see pictures of it and kind of read about the uh, Warren uh, on the New, New Orleans Pipe Show website. And that's uh, nolapipeshow.com. Uh, anything else planned for New Orleans that I don't know about? Uh, well, actually, I should mention there are some cool things that we're going to announce uh, coming up, and. One of them is going to be a Carver's contest we're doing in conjunction with TobaccoPipes.com. And we'll have some more details about that pretty soon. Uh, and then SmokingPipes.com uh, is going to be doing another sponsorship. We've got some secret gift bags that we'll have some, some more information about uh, pretty soon as well. So uh, those are two cool things that I'll tease out uh, for the show listening. And we will be able to smoke inside the pipe show itself. That won't be an issue this year. That's already been cleared by uh, by Harris because it's a private meeting room. Yes. Be able to smoke in there and drink. Bartender will be on staff. The drinks and pipe tobacco will be flowing, I, I suspect. Um, we've been trying to get some other local uh, Louisiana vendors to come in as well to give a kind of traditional Louisiana flair. I'm still working on that, see if we can uh, make that happen. I hope so. It'd be really cool if we could have Cafe Dumont making beignets and, and uh, coffee right there. Oh, for sure, for sure. But, you know, it's three, four blocks away, so push comes to shove, we can walk down there and grab a box of them and bring them back. I know the route, and I know the time it takes to get up there in the morning get and get back in time to go to work. Uh, it's a little hot in the afternoon for me, but in the morning it's perfect to uh, jumpstart it with uh, beignets and coffee. Oh, for sure. It, and it's it's peak season in New Orleans, um, so some people have said, you know, why does the hotels cost a little bit more than expected? Um, it's just because this is the best time to go down to New Orleans. Um, the temperatures aren't too bad. The humidity isn't that bad, uh, but. The hotel rooms we have gotten the discount, and the prices are ranging from two ninety nine a night uh, all the way down to about ninety nine a night. So it's it's a good range. Um, it's not as cheap as some would like it, but uh, it, it's during this period of time that's the the, the pricing we're getting. 
and there is a discount uh, for for a pipe show. And it's also a great city to just to to bring your uh, significant other. You hang out at the pipe show during the day, and uh, plenty of stuff to see and do. So I'm definitely looking forward to it. Uh, you and I will be in New Orleans in July, which is not peak season to be there because it will be hot and humid and it'll cool off at night to hot and humid. Yes. Uh, the only thing I don't look forward to about going to New Orleans in, in July is that. But I grew up in Louisiana, so I'm, I'm used to it. The, the only thing I can tell you is don't worry, don't worry about drying off with a towel after you take a shower because it won't matter much. Yep, and and most people who have never experienced New Orleans in July learn the meaning of the term swamp bridges. <laughs> and, and learn the meaning of two or three showers a day. <laughs> that too. So, all right, we're going to take a break right here. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, the pipe tool, and uh, we'll see what else we can dig into. So stay with us. We'll be right back. I can sing pop tunes like Frank Sinatra or Sammy Davis Jr. I don't think I still could do it. But Lucille don't want to play nothing but the blues. And I think I'm I think I'm pretty glad about that. Cause don't nobody sing to me like Lucille. Sing Lucille. I'm Jeremy Reeves, head blender of Cornell & Deal Pipe Tobacco Company. At Cornell & Deal, we think the best things in life are better with age, and we are passionate about creating the best possible pipe tobacco available. Fueled by this passion, we introduced the Cellar Series, a collection of blends like no other. While the blends in this series are ready to smoke now, each one has been meticulously designed to optimize depth and complexity as the tobacco ages in the tin. Currently, the Cellar Series is comprised of Oak Alley, Chenay's Cake, Joie de Vivre, Old Grove, and Bourbon Blue, but we will be unveiling new additions to this very special series as time goes on. Pick up a tin to smoke now and save a few for later enjoyment so that you can experience all the richness and subtlety each blend will reveal through the years. Cornell & Deal's Cellar Series. The secret ingredient is time. Contact your local or online retailer for information. Do you need a reliable source for ordering pipes and tobacco? Do you find it difficult to get your favourite blends outside of the US? Fournoggins.com stocks all of your favourite pipes and tobaccos and ships all over the world. All forms of payment are accepted and orders are processed the same day. There are no worries when ordering from Fournoggins.com. Fournoggins.com is your source for all of your pipes and tobacco needs. We ship in the US and international with no worries. Fournoggins.com for all of your pipes and tobacco needs.
put it like this. Take it easy, Lucille. I like the way Sammy sings, and I like the way Frank sings. But I can get a little Frank, Sammy, little Ray Charles. In fact, all the people with soul in this. Jackson in there. back on the pipes magazine radio show and thanks to james i'm extremely hungry right now including beignets <laughs> and jambalaya and uh, and uh, anyway uh so you're also doing some stuff for uh for pipes magazine uh, did i read it right is you're one of the new moderators for the forums too no um toby is oh toby okay got me. yeah the moderator Okay, but you are doing some writing and uh, and some support stuff, so that's probably where I saw your name pop up. Yeah, periodically writing uh, here and there. All right, so let's talk about the pipetool.com. What was the inspiration for it? How long have you been working on it, and what is it going to do? So... The pipe tools stem from a, uh, a problem that, that I kept having. And uh, I would go to our pipe club meetings, and we'd get someone new that would come in and we'd say, well, show me, I'm going to go buy a pipe, and I'm going to buy some tobacco. Um, have you tried this tobacco? Do you like it? And I would say, well, yeah, I have tried it. I don't remember exactly what I thought. Uh, let me let me, uh, let me me get back to you. And I wanted a quick way just to... to to record my my thoughts on some tobaccos that I smoked. You know, what what do I have in my cellar? What have I smoked? How did I rate it? That type of thing. Uh, and and really a quick at a glance way of doing that. And there wasn't anything out there. There wasn't you know there's there's various websites out there um, that do one or two things, but not a really quick. I can do it on my phone. It works. I can do it on my desktop. Uh, so I said, all right, well there's nothing out here. I do pretty good design. I'll start designing something. And if I do that, then hopefully I can find a back-end developer that can help me uh, kind of kickstart this. And uh, I ended up finding a developer on, on Reddit who was a pipe smoker who was super interested in doing it. We, uh, it was the last, last May, July, May through July or so, uh, started working on it, cranking through some of the ideas. And then he said, oh, I quit my job. I found a new job. I'm moving. And by the way, I'm quitting working on the pipe tool because I don't have any more time to develop it. Oh, no. uh, so I said, okay. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so then I needed to find uh, another back-end developer. Uh, you know, during this time, I was still hashing out kind of my, my ideas, what, uh, what I thought was going to work. Uh, and I found another developer. And uh, he, he didn't have as much uh, expertise on kind of doing web-based applications. He said, let me, let me plug around in and see where I get. And a couple months later, uh, he said, I don't have any time right now. My job's changing. I can't, can't devote any more time to this. Um, and, and he had actually scrapped the previous developer's work saying, I, I want to try doing something else. Um, so around October, I found another developer 
who has never smoked a pipe doesn't know anything about it. Um, <laughs> but uh, he's, he's young, he's in college, and knows now more than he ever wanted to know about pipe uh, and tobacco and has brought the tool all the way from, from pre-alpha conception to where we are now and in the beta. Uh, and his name's Nikola and uh, uh, really uh, has done a great job in helping me get this thing off the ground. Uh, so I'm kind of super excited to, to, to open it up for beta. I actually opened it uh, last week. I thought maybe a back-end developer was what the Kardashians had. <laughs> uh, you know, that, that could be a, a name that is, is used, but uh, in the in the development uh, lingo, it's really somebody that connects everything to the database. Uh, so it's like I do this one and all the pretty, um, but I always need somebody that can actually do the the connections of the database to the pretty. That, that, that logic takes a lot of work. So what exactly, besides uh, we'll be able to track tobaccos and track our pipes on it? Um, so the current feature set is you can review your, your tobacco, kind of an at-a-glance review. Um, and in fact, the review, I, I pulled the, there's a PDF file on the North American Society of Pipe Collectors, it's a review sheet. And so I took that sheet and put those pieces of information uh, that you would collect uh, on the review section. Now you can pull it all the way out as much as you want, or you can just put a couple things in, uh, give it a quick, you know, one to five rating. Um, then the other features that you can do along with reviews is, you know, you chronologue your tobacco. So you're open, you're cellared, you're given, traded, sold tobacco, uh, similar to tobaccoseller.com. Uh, you can go in and put all of your pipes in there. You keep track of all your pipe information. Um, and we spent a lot of time asking the community about things that they would want to track uh, about the pipes and landed on a feature set that you, uh, you see in the tool, um, as well as currently the ability to store uh, one picture. Uh, so you can take a picture from your phone or you can upload it from the desktop. Um, and the next, the next development sprint we're actually going to like to, to do a little bit more, hopefully add another picture and do some image rotation. Um, then... Also, we, we gave the ability to, uh, to print. I was working on the formatting for printers, but wanted to look a little bit better. In a browser, small browser, you can print, it to, you know, print your screen, but we wanted to format it so you could print something that would be better. Um, and the crazy thought process behind this was I had a, a friend whose house put down, lost all his pipes, and an insurance company came to me and said, hey, uh, we needed an itemized list of, of your pipe collection." <laughs> and he didn't have that. <laughs> so, <clears throat> all right. Let me let me inter- let, let me interrupt right here. Uh, for those of you that have homeowners insurance, record video of all of your pipes. <laughs> okay, go on. Yes. So the the crazy side use was, it's a good idea to put all as much information as you can of your pipes and you know in the pipe tool or you know your own Excel sheet or whatever. Um, and allow you to keep as much information in it. Um, that way you can actually export uh, an Excel sheet to your computer, uh, or you can print it and give a hard copy to your, uh, uh, to your insurance agency and have that. But again, it's nice to have that. Now, you may not want to see that final price at the bottom, the summation of how much your collection is actually worth, because that can be painful. Is there a wife protection code on there? <laughs> I need to add that in. I will say the, the profile does allow you to make your stuff public or private, 
by default, everything is private. Okay, good. Because <laughs> uh, all my pipes cost $20 each. <laughs> so one of the other things is um, uh, I've added some, some gamification. And uh, for those of you that know kind of social marketing, et cetera, it's, it's badges and things like that. You've probably seen around other websites. But based on, like, countries of pipes made, you might to go to your account page and see you've got a, uh, an Irish badge or something like that. Um, so there's, there's other things we've yet to be determined as far as what badges will pop up, but uh, putting that in slowly and surely as well. And, uh, and since I'm old, um, and that's just kind of that that's just just kind of for fun. Yep, totally for fun. But yet, it's another layer that you've put in there. Yep, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, for those of you who are, you know, worried about your information being out there, again, it's all private, and there's a big red delete button. So, when you get time, you decide that uh, uh, you want to wipe everything out, your data. You can push that delete button. It deletes your account, wipes out all of the information that's out there. Okay, so I've signed up for the for the pipe tool, which is absolutely free so far. Um, so I can go in and put my pipes in. I can put my tobaccos in. Uh, is there a way for me to tell with the pipe tobacco? Uh, like I did the I did the taste testing several. You know, I don't know, back in the fall, of when I liked it the most? So if you're talking about, like, adding a review, um, so you can go and create a review of that pipe tobacco and then uh, go back into it and add a note. And one of the things we're doing is putting a, a timestamp on there, last updated on this date. Um, so one of the future uh, development sprints, we are going to do something where you can actually chronologue on that same review, coming back to it again and again. Uh, or you can just keep creating new reviews. And then can can other people see what I have in my cellar, or do you have to send them a friend request, or is everything wide open to look at? It's all private. The only way someone can view anything is if you choose... Uh, and that feature actually isn't available just yet, but you will have the ability to make your your profile public, and your profile would be sharing your, your seller or your pipes, something like that. So it's all secret, so I can tell, I can write in what my favorite tobacco is, and nobody will ever know. That is correct. Except for maybe you hackers on the back-end developer people. Um, even then, there's not a whole lot of, you know, it's stored in the database. There's not a whole lot that I could be able to dig and find out. Uh, how is the pipe tool going to make money? Um, I suspect there will be some advertisements uh, in the future. I didn't necessarily build it to make any money. Uh, I built it because I was trying to solve my own problem. <laughs> and I thought, well, everyone else is going to enjoy this. Um, so I, I suspect in the future there will probably be some, some advertisement opportunities. Um, that's my hope. Uh, really all I'd like to do is kind of offset the cost of, of, of posting uh, and, and some of the development. Uh, but that's further down the road. I want to get something that works first, uh, get something that works that everyone likes to use. Um, then we'll, we'll address that. Now, there, there is a premium feature, and that premium feature is the ability to uh, check off trading your, your, your pipe or your, your tobacco. So 
Um, the way it'll work is you'll go to a specific page and it'll say, show me all of the, the pipes that are up for trade or for sale. And I'm just, just a long list. Uh, or say you have a, a pipe or, or a tin of tobacco you, you'd like to, to trade or sell. Uh, just go to your seller and put a check mark next to that, that item or go to your pipes and put a check mark next to that pipe. Now, we're not going to handle a marketplace. We're not going to be eBay. It's not going to be bidding or anything like that. We just be able to contact that person that has the specific item that you're interested in and work out a deal like you would any other forms. But it does allow you to easily uh, see what's available. Uh, and if you're somebody that's you know, saying, I want to prune the herd a little bit, quickly mark a couple pipes to be, uh, to be available for trade, and, and you know, hopefully it'll work out. And the premium upgrade costs how much? Uh, Twelve bucks a year, dollar per month. Wow, you're gonna! You're, and, uh, I'm telling you, you're gonna be raking in the dough. <laughs> you get the warm, fuzzy feeling of helping me pay for the cost of uh, developing this application. So, I mean, pretty much anybody that's on here, you may as well do the premium upgrade, and that way you're helping to support the pipe tool and pay for the pay for the server space or whatever all those gigabytes are that are needed for this and then you can play around with it and maybe trade a tin of tobacco here and there. For sure, your, your, your donation is appreciated. And, uh, and like I said, there'll be some other premium features as we kind of roll this out. Um, you know, one of the things that I like to bring up about this, this application, it's been a big community effort. You know, so I've, I've tried to get as much input from all the forums uh, and put it out there. Um, you know, he, uh, Chris, a.k.a. Flaticus, um, he's giving me like legal advice uh, on privacy policies and things like that. He's also uh, a, a human brain about certain pipe brands and blends. Um, <laughs> I've got a lot of people on Pipes Magazine that have uh, kind of participated in the pre pre alpha testing and concepting, like Scripto and Crimson Rat, uh, Soy Milk on Lace uh, Forums, Wireboy. We've got some great people like Adam Rhodes and Wes Brown. Uh, who's our, our treasurer, um, who provided some of the photos uh, that, are, that are on some of the various pages. So it's been a big community effort helping me uh, get this thing to where it's at today. And I was just looking through the shape the, the shape drop-down box, and I, that's, that's an impressive choice of different shapes to pick from. Yep, and any given time we're missing something or someone sees something that can be improved, just shoot me an email. Um, you can go to the help uh, button on the on the site and uh, log a feature request, uh, or you can just email me at info at thepipetool.com. Uh, but, but emailing me through the tool helps me keep track of all those feature requests. That way I can kind of prioritize them so we can slide them into the kind of next development phase. Um, is there a limit on how many pipes I can put in here as a member or a limit on how much tobacco I can put in? Nope. Put as much as you want. So I can I can lie? <laughs> yes. Now, I, I will say that whatever you put in is still not going to beat uh, Peck's impressive seller that's out on TobaccoSeller.com. It's <laughs> 4,000 pounds or whatever. He has imported his tobacco into the pipe tool, uh, which is actually very useful on, on our end to, uh, to see how it will work. Um, so one of the cool things is if you've got an account on TobaccoSeller.com, uh, which is a great site. I use it as well. It's a great site to, to chronologue your stuff. 
Um, this the pipe tool is just a a newer version of it, a little bit prettier, and it's got some other features that the tobacco soda doesn't have. But now you can import your entire cellar from there into the pipe tool, so you can have it both locations. Wow. Yeah, I, I really don't want my wife to see this at all. Uh, on the other hand, I'd like for my wife to see some of the bigger collections just so that she knows that I'm not absolutely crazy. <laughs> all right, so if everybody head over to the pipetool.com. It's free to try it. It's free to play with. It's fun to play with. It may be slightly scary when you start looking at the dollar amounts, but hey, these are all investments in the future, so... And uh, like I've said in the past, uh, tobacco's not going to get any cheaper. Uh, in your in your free time, you also have a couple of hobbies that piqued my interest, one of which is you're a private pilot. Yes. Uh, at the same time I started pipe smoking, I uh, got my pilot's license. Uh, I, don't, I don't get a chance to go flying very much anymore, and a lot of that is cost prohibitive, but cost of ab gas is, is a lot. So I get my jolly ball on uh, uh, flying uh, the evil drones, uh, which really they're not called drones. They're called quadcopters, and they are operated by man. They're not automated like a drone would be. Um, so I, I fly a drone around. I do a little bit of aerial photography uh, and all that. It's just, it's just fun to fly them. So could you fly the drone over to somebody's pipe, uh, over to somebody's tobacco cellar that had a big one and, you know, like start snatching pieces out of it? With a little finagling, it is possible. Um, there is a pretty good useful load on some of those drones, those uh, quadcopters <laughs> or hexcopters or octocopters. <laughs> Just don't fly them over the White House. <laughs> or above a baseball game or whatever. There are a lot of people that don't have any flight experience that are buying these and then going doing something stupid. And uh, the the flying industry, um, all, you know, I'm, I'm a member of the, the AMA, which is the American uh, Model Association. Been around for years and years, and we've been flying planes, choppers, everything. And it wasn't until the past three or four years that we started having issues with people that are going and buying, uh, you know, quadcopters are going doing dumb things, uh, like flying over the White House. Um, so we're, we're kind of worried about some of the regulation because it's been perfectly safe. When you get somebody that has no idea how to fly, goes and buys one and throws it up a thousand feet and gets in a, a flight path. Is it strong enough to tow a banner behind it that says the Pipes Magazine radio show? Yes. So... I can't guarantee the size of the banner, but yes. So we could hire you to come to Chicago next year and fly it around the parking lot. What, what would be cool, actually, though, is to fly it into the tent. Uh, and some of the, the newer ones actually have, have um, so aside from having GPS, like mine's got GPS on it, so it's, I could take, let loose the controls and it will stay exactly where it's supposed to be. Or I could tell it to go fly at a certain location. But some of the newer ones now also have ground sensing sonar, um, so you can fly it indoors where it wouldn't get GPS, and it will stay exactly above uh, a certain height and certain distance from the different walls. So you can safely fly it you know, indoors to get really cool shots as well. So you could have it like circling above our table inside the uh, inside the mega center, and then out in the tent at night taking pictures of people smoking. 
pictures of people smoking, Ooh. blowing blowing away the ashes or blowing away the uh, the uh, smoke and ashes. Catch a catch a crane level to it. Grab some pipes off the table. Oh. All right, well, well, now that I've got a bunch of ideas, we'll wrap this up with the Fast Five final questions. No right answer, no wrong answer, just whatever comes to your mind. Are you ready? All right, shoot. What's your favorite pipe? Oh, favorite pipe. Um, you know, I just acquired my Dunhill uh, birthier pipe, um, and I am certain it is going to be my new favorite pipe. <laughs> What's your favorite tobacco? You know, my standby, I would say, is McBaron's uh, Scottish mixture, but uh, the past couple of weeks I've been smoking a lot of uh, Smoker's Haven's uh, Select mixture. Uh, I find that pretty good, but I, I'm always going to go back to the McBaron uh, Scottish mixture. What's your favorite drink? I would say probably Macallan 12 or 15, or if I was pressed, maybe a Balvenie. Or maybe at twenty one or uh, never. Uh, when when it's time to relax and you're not trying to fly a drone around somewhere, uh, do you prefer a book, a movie, or music? Um, I'd say probably a movie. Uh, I'm a I'm a pretty big movie buff. And last question: Any particularly favorite pipe smoking memory that we haven't talked about yet? Hmm. Uh, yeah. I I can think of, of two. One of them is just um, the fact that pipe smoking brought me back around uh, to to meeting up with people. Now, we kind of talked about it briefly, but uh, um, when we started the Austin Pipe Club, um, all three of us hadn't seen each other in a while and sat down and said, okay, let's, let's start a club, and sat back and chatted for a good solid three or four hours. Uh, you know, it was a perfect meeting and one of those times where if I was in a slow smoke competition, I would have won. <laughs> <laughs> I looked down an hour later and I'm still lit on one match. It was amazing. Um, I would say the only other thing I could think of was just a, it's a fuzzy memory. Uh, is is back when I was, was growing up in Louisiana, my dad would be, uh, on the second story of our house, and he'd be jamming out to the 80s music, paying bills or something, he'd be smoking his pipe. Um, and it was the only place he smoked uh, in the house was the second floor, uh, uh, kind of he kind of doubled as, a, as an attic space, and I would like crawl up the stairs and see him jamming out, smoking his pipe. Uh, and for some reason, that, that always stuck with me, is the memory of my dad. Those are some of the best memories. James, I want to thank you for joining us. Thank you for all you're doing. Everybody check out thepipetool.com. Thanks, Brian. I appreciate it. We'll be back in just a minute.
I imagine a lot of you want to know. A lot of you want to know why I call Guitar Lucille. It's Saturday morning at the crack of dawn. The cool chill of night still clings to the air as the sun slowly rises over the misty surface of the lake. You've waited all week for just this moment. You know that today is going to be epic. Everything is here to ensure perfection, from the nice full cooler packed with your favorite suds to the other empty one, waiting to be filled with piles of freshly caught fish. Reaching into your pocket, you pull out your trusty briar and fill it with your favorite tobacco, aptly named Great Outdoors. It is the perfect smoke for moments like these. A strike, a flash, and your tobacco is lit as the delicious mixture ignites and swirls over your tongue and the deep, rich burleys with a hint of sweet Virginia dance in your mouth. You smile, casting your first line into the water. The slowly widening ripples begin to stir as you feel the first bite of the day tug at your line. Now you know it truly is going to be a good day and a perfect time to enjoy the simple yet unmatchable pleasures of the Great Outdoors. Great Outdoors is another fine quality pipe tobacco manufactured by Sutliff, America's oldest tobacco company, and is available at fine tobacconists everywhere. Enjoy your perfect day by purchasing a tin today. There's nothing quite like working in my shop or smoking my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe, an American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. Check them out at corncobpipe.com. Lucille have practically saved my life two or three times. No kidding, really have. I remember once I was in an automobile accident. And when the car stopped turning over, it fell over on Lucille. And it held it up off of me, really, it held it up off of me. So that's one time it saved my life. The way, the way I, I uh, came by the name of Lucille, I was over in Twist, Arkansas. I know you've never heard of that one, have you? <laughs> and one night... We are back. Hey, make sure and check out uh, thepipetool.com and see all the fun stuff James is doing for you. Uh, Kevin, we're running way long. Is that okay to keep going? Yeah. Okay, we'll just trim back on uh, we'll trim back on the rant for tonight. We don't need a rant. We got plenty of good stuff to go, so we'll keep on going. Uh, music. Hey, we've been uh, saluting the late great BB King and uh, fellow pipe smoker. So uh, for BB, this one is uh, the thrill is gone. But uh, hey, thanks to all of his recordings, the thrill is not gone. It lives with us every day. The thrill is gone away. 
You've got some mail. In the mailbag as quick as possible. So there was an email, uh, there's a thread on the forums going around about the Scotch Piper, and it's from Bubblehead Diver. And I just want to address it real quick. He says, Back a few months, you had uh, this clown on the radio show. And apparently, the background is uh, he's a uh, Bubblehead Diver entered into some sort of deal, or the, or the Scotch Piper started selling some stuff. Anyway, when we had him on the show, we had him on the show uh, 16 months ago, not a few months. Uh, when we had him on the show, it was because he's on YouTube and was doing some interesting videos. We talked about his uh, his favorite pipes and uh, his pipe smoking techniques and what it's like uh, living in Holland and where he grew up. We didn't have him on whatsoever having to do with uh, whether or not to buy stuff or trade with him. Anyway, uh, yeah, so, hey, listen, you know, if you had a deal that went bad with him, sorry for that, but, uh, you know, it wasn't us. Anyway, uh, like with anything else, uh, buyer beware, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, uh, just keep in mind these are people. Uh, Setter's Brace wrote uh, in regards to last week's show with uh, Dan Nemitz. I enjoyed the show and the interview with Dan. Now that I'm caught up on the show's backlogs, I have to wait a whole week for a fresh episode. Uh, Sorry, yeah, you'll have to wait a whole week. Um, he says, Brian's pipe parts was once again educational. I hope he's talking about the pipe parts segment. Uh, was once again educational and thought-provoking, and as always, my favorite portion of the show. Kevin, I'll offer a second request to archive all the pipe parts segments in one master episode or volume to preserve for posterity. What do you say? Well, here's what we say. Uh, thanks to all of our sponsors Every episode is archived in posterity, so you can go back and listen to anyone you want at any time you want. Uh, John Seiler writes, It's been hot here in the Berg. The small size of a large number of finished pipes can easily be hidden or lost in a large plant. They may have cost too much to have finished if a company was going out of business. Now they may be financially justified to be finished and sold. A good way to have a nice pipe if you are new to the hobby. I've seen Dan Nemitz at the Chicago show several times, including this past one. His observation of the Chicago show is dead on. As he noted, the difference between a basket pipe and and handmade pipes is quite distinctive. Once you cross that boundary, there is no going back. Uh, His ideas for American pipe makers is a good one, spreading the word about new talented pipe makers. He has a great idea, and I hope he succeeds. Anyone that likes uh, McClellan 5100 is a star to me. Uh, Music, Kiss the Girl was a good selection. Yay! Uh, Yes, it sounds like the Beach Boys. Yeah, I'm glad glad John liked that. Uh, Rant, a big part of the show is just getting exposure. Da-da-da-da-da. Yep, okay. Great show. Uh, Dan, Casey Ghost. I enjoyed the discussion about unsmoked finished pipes. It was very enjoyable. Very informative as usual. Nobody deserves a Doctor of Pipes award more than you. The Chicago show keeps getting bigger. I spent all day Friday just going to activities and not the pre-show. I must say Ben Rappaport is a curmudgeon. I'm not in his league. What can I say about that? Inter- about the interview? Uh, I'm really surprised no one else has thought about spreading the word about American carvers. I can't wait to tell Mike Butera and Levon Eric they predate history. Uh, Lee knows he predates history. He's got an autographed copy of the Bible. 
anyway, uh, Dan goes on to write, not sure how you can predate history and still have, still have been heard of. They must have went to the fossil record. <laughs> okay. Uh, Dan also writes, I really liked Kiss the Girl, but the guy in the movie was far better than Brian Wilson. Yes, I agree, but Brian Wilson was a little bit different. Uh, loved your rant. Most vendors view a show based on their sales success and so on and so on. Uh, Quincy writes, I can't believe anyone would say the Chicago show wasn't a good show. Most of the makers I talked to did better on Friday than they did Saturday or Sunday as far as actual selling, but the place was packed, and I think John Seiler is right. It's great exposure. My only complaint with the about the interview with Mr. Nemitz is that it didn't happen before the show. I would have sought him and his table out. I must have missed his table there. There was just too much to take. Uh... I think it's awesome to know that there's a retailer out there with the passion and approach he's taking. I'm going to be keeping an eye on the site when purchase time comes around. The hobby never ceases to amaze. The characters, integrity, and dedication of makers, blenders, retailers, and collectors is unparalleled in my opinion. Brian, you can be an expert on my opinion now, too. Ooh, thanks. Hey, maybe I'll. next thing I'll be is your wife. Uh, anyway, he says, also thank you again for the Disney World Advice Friday night. It was always great to talk with you, and I can't wait to do it again. Uh, me too. Uh, New Broom says, fascinating, fascinating conversation. Right on. Short, sweet, and to the point. Uh, MSO489, thanks to Brian Levine for dealing in detail with my forums. Question about how troves of partially completed pipes survive decades and return to the retail market. On the Pipes Magazine talk show. Yeah. Uh, his experience with pipe makers gave him, uh, where I lost it, wait, gave him insight on how hundreds of partially complete pipes made for specific retailers who may have gone out of business get packed away in boxes to be rediscovered many moons later when the briar has had time to dry and lose weight. So these pipes are often fine smokers at great prices, such as Hilson and Rop pipes that have surfaced over the past few years. Great information from the inside. Thank you so much. Uh, not only that, there's also some uh, there's some uh, St. Claude made pipes on uh, smoking pipes right now. Uh, Dino says, ouch. <laughs> My daughter really enjoyed your comment. Dino, glad she liked it. New Broom says, I just listened to the show again. Just had to hear Lori's voice. That uh, must be two weeks ago. Uh, I admit that the first time through I may not have been paying attention, but after reading her two articles recently, I was intrigued to hear her talk with those in mind. I love the exit song, Happy Trails, Mike. And last one, Rick Newcomb writes, Your interview with Dan Nemitz was interesting because it is always good to see young people involved in the world of pipes. At this year's show, I shared my table with Coco Jura, a uh, 25-year-old who is earning her master's degree as an opera singer, her father, Carl Heinzur, who makes some of the best smoking pipes ever, in my opinion. Uh, I first met Coco when she was 12 and wrote about my visit with her father and family in In Search of Pipe Dreams. I also spent a lot of time at this year's show with a Belgian collector named Stephen Van Pelvey, Van Pelvey, who is 34. There is something energizing about spending time at a pipe show with young people. 
Rick, I can tell you exactly what it is. Uh, they've got more energy than we do, and you pick up on it, and you go with it, and it feels good, and then at the end of the day, you feel, oh, my Lord, is it tiring. All right, that wraps up the mailbag. Hey, keep those comments and letters coming. We do appreciate them, and in just a minute, we'll finish up the show with uh, some more BB and no The guy started a ball over there, you know, start brawling, you know what I mean. And the guy that was mad with this old lady, when she fell over on this gas tank that was burning for heat, the gas ran all over the floor. What are you looking for in a pipe? Is it the quality of aged briar? Is it a certain shape or finish? Maybe it's the sound engineering that ensures an effortless, smooth draw with each and every puff. That's exactly the kind of pipe Savinelli has delivered for generations now. With such a variety of shapes, finishes, and sizes, it's easy to find something that fits your sensibility and style. Just this year, we've expanded our lineup to include the Bianca, the Lancelotto, the 2015 Collection, and the final installment in the Leonardo da Vinci line, the Vitruvio. For a bolder style, try our more colorful 2015 editions as well. The exotic cashmere, the sultry licoricea, and the striking archipelago red. So whatever you're looking for in a pipe, know there's a Savinelli waiting for you. Contact your local or online retailer to find your Savinelli today. If you're looking for quality, if you're looking for a variety, and if you're looking for someone with a reputation for nothing but the best, you're looking for cupofjoes.com. Cupofjoes.com has hundreds of pipes to choose from and thousands of different pipe tobaccos. Cupofjoes.com is also your one-stop shop for Peterson pipes, their exclusive line of Peterson Kelly pipes. Check out their remodeled website at cupofjoes.com and be sure to like them on Facebook. Cupofjoes.com. Quality products at extraordinary prices. And when the gas ran all over the floor, the building caught on fire. Almost burned me up trying to save Lucille. <laughs> oh, oh I, uh, I imagine you're still wondering why I call it Lucille. The lady that started that brawl that night was named Lucille. <laughs> and now we know how BB named his guitar Lucille. Hey, I want to thank James for joining me. I want to thank you all for tuning in. Please make sure and leave us comments, reviews. Uh, if you got it, if you haven't done it yet already, please go on to iTunes and uh, leave us a rating or review there. While you're there, check out Country Squire Radio, and you'll uh, hear me talking about the Disney pipes. So check them out as well. Hey, next week, another show. Remember, every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 18 and over only. And, uh, you know, we may, uh, may not have BB anymore, but, uh, hey, he'll live on forever. So with that, thank you to Sutliff Tobacco Company. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll let BB finish this off as we go and say until next time. Can I do one more? 
Sounds pretty good. I think I'll try one more. 